0: Everybody, Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Underdog and the Underdog Fantasy family. Reminder, if you use code TRIPLE at checkout with Underdog Fantasy, you will get a 100% deposit match up to $100 if you are a first-time depositor. You can use it on Fantasy Baseball drafts for the second half. You can use it on Fantasy Football, Fantasy Basketball, anything that tickles your fancy over at Underdog Fantasy. And I don't know, are you guys feeling old? Because it's our 200th episode tonight. As Elsie brought up prior to the show, we had no idea. Uh, if we had known a little bit prior, we probably would have put something big together. But we'll just save that for our 250th episode. We'll make sure we, uh, we have something big and extravagant planned. But you guys know the deal. Doc, Marty Party, little cheesecake all with you guys tonight. Uh, fellas, I wanted to start this episode off with a question. And I've been getting a lot of my good questions from this Instagram account that I can't even remember the name of, but he asked, he said, do you, would you take a million dollars or would you take $10 million to play nine innings at second base and not commit an error?
1: Take the million. million. I feel like I feel like I'm good with investing. That would be more than a million.
2: I'd make an error. I know it. So you take the
3: million?
1: Yeah. <laughs> what what if the ball didn't get hit to you the entire game? That's
3: what I'm saying. Second base is not like no. shortstop. You take you take the million for sure. Cause even when I was a varsity athlete as an outfielder, I played infield just for fun. Yo, could you imagine a major league ground ball? You're not mm-hmm. stopping. There's no chance you're stopping that.
0: I would just put I would just probably put my glove to the dirt and then just no. hope it didn't get a bad hop.
3: It's gonna hop up, hit your wrist, break it instantly, probably. and you
0: lose
2: a million bucks. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so, so here's the other side of that. One way you get to play a baseball game in the major leagues. That is the upside worth a million bucks though, but you
0: lose the mill. You lose all your money. If you made an error in that major league baseball game.
2: I know, but if the, the experience would be amazing. The experience would be the best, one of the best of your life. I mean, isn't that. You an pay, and you're on you know, the wrong side of things.
3: Art would pay $1 million for a, a fantasy camp where you can play People second
2: base. People pay $250,000 to go see the Titanic. A million dollars to play second base for the Brewers or something? Come Man. on.
1: <laughs> we'll Lost in end. there is Marty <laughs> subtly flexing. He's, he was a varsity athlete.
2: Yeah.
0: But, would you change your guys' mind if it was in like left, left field?
2: Basketball? Left field would be harder.
0: Or, or Okay, any you could pick any position. Oh.
3: I do outfield. I could, I could, I could do outfield with catching a fly error. ball is a lot easier, I yeah. think, than a than a ground ball. The man. thing,
2: yeah, I, the ground thing that would are- get me on 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 an outfield is a base hit to the outfield and stopping it on the ground. That's where I would make an error because you that's would
1: make my an error weak spot. in the outfield because if you misjudge a fly ball, that's not an error. I
2: yeah, that's true. It has to hit your glove, pretty much for them to call it an error. They're pretty, they're pretty lenient on outfield. Error. You know what, to
1: be honest, if I was in left field and the ball came at
0: me all the time, I would just avoid
2: it. it no, they would, it they would uh, call that an error. That's what
1: that I'm saying. I would get, yeah.
0: No, you know what I would do is I would if I was playing left or right, I would just go to the center fielder and I'd say, I'll give you a million dollars. If any ball hit to me, you go catch.
1: I remember uh, I was watching
0: a pretty Cubs-Reds good. game a couple of years ago.
1: And Scott Shevler couldn't see the ball in right field. So he completely missed one. And then the next one, the, the ball came to him and he went like this. And Billy Hamilton just runs over <laughs> and like catches it in front. I was like, dude, literally saved his life.
0: I can't even imagine him with sunglasses on like a really sunny afternoon at like Wrigley or one of those stadiums that like if a ball is hit sky high, how you're able to track it. Like oh my th- how high they hit the balls. And it's if it's the sun is out that just that right spot. Like I can't even imagine.
2: I, I want to play outfield in the major leagues for one day. I would I think that would be worth a million dollars with the chance at ten. If it was outfield and not second base, I would have taken it.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: Yeah. Because I'm, I, I'm not I, I'm decent. I'm a decent high school level outfielder, so there's a possibility <laughs> I could I could get he it, it was replacement
3: go, level at the high school level.
2: Not on defense, only what, at hitting.
3: What um, was your war? <laughs> we didn't know. <laughs> We didn't
0: do that back then. I don't
2: think war was a stat when I was in high school. I don't think so.
0: Way to age yourself. <laughs> and,
2: and then I don't know when did war come out. I was in high school in the nineties. No one ever talked about war in the nineties.
0: Uh, it's definitely been around a while. Uh, I don't know if it's in the nineties, but it's one of the I feel like the one of the more advanced stats that came early.
2: Yeah, well, well, maybe yeah, someone one of our
0: listeners will. I'll, I can Google it at some point. Maybe
2: I did want I did want to defend myself on the not bringing up episode two hundred and it ties in the 90s thing in that talking about cool things makes them less cool and that's like directly from the 90s i don't know if you guys know that people in the 90s felt like it was posing if you if you brought up accomplishments it's much cooler God, if someone else true. brings them up and that's and that's that's where i'm coming from that's why i sprung it on you guys hey guys episode 200
0: i like that's
2: it. it that's why i did it
0: well we're going to do it big for episode 250 so but make sure you guys stay tuned. We'll do. I know with episode 100, we did like a whole like two hour panel of people coming on like every 10 minutes. It was, it was pretty wild. We maybe we'll do we'll do something like that. Uh, to answer your war question though, they said it's been around for over 30 years, starting in 1982. So
2: I didn't know that. Yeah, I did not know that.
0: Ah, uh, but anyway, yeah. So we'll do it big for 250. But thank you guys for that. Been sticking with us for 200 episodes honestly the fact that we've been doing 200 of these over what three years three for three four years now uh, is just absolutely mind-boggling one episode a, one episode a week pretty much for four years uh because I think you said there's a couple lost episodes in there too right Elsie yeah, the-
2: there, there's one lost episode which <laughs> which counts towards Marty's first 100 and Marty is nearly at 100. On, okay, on the triple play fantasy baseball show. So uh, I the last episode was when we didn't realize that StreamYard, you couldn't download if you didn't pay for the account on StreamYard. <laughs> That's we, right. That was awful. <laughs> and we did a whole episode. And and, and 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 it's it's on our Twitter account in from like 2021 or yeah. something. But we never we couldn't put out the podcast. I think we had to put out an interview that we did that week for our show.
0: That's right. Yeah. I, I remember trying for days after to salvage it. Like I was like emailing StreamYard. I was like doing every I was like, anything we could do to salvage this recording. Even if I pay right now, can I get this recording? <laughs> and it just, yeah, it was uh that was fun.
1: You wouldn't know we're talking about all stars because almost eight minutes in and we haven't referenced what we're talking about yet. I know.
0: Well, I so we'll talk about the the main point of the show tonight is talking about just the overall first half of the fantasy baseball season. And I, I want to set the stage for you guys. I wish I could dim the lights to make it a, a little bit more dramatic. But in what was the first half that we saw Ellie De La Cruz, Corbin Carroll, and many a pitcher electrify the potential de- uh, to electrify all of baseball to the potential demise of Lance Lynn, Alec Manoa, Corbin Burns, Sandy Alcantara, Aaron Noah, and other high-end pitchers struggling to acclimate to what could be maybe as the pitch clock this season. To Teshoi Otani, once again, showing the world he's potentially the greatest baseball player ever. There were so many storylines in the first half that were amazing, exciting, and I think is going to bring a lot of potential fantasy goodness in for the second half. So I do want to talk with you guys just a couple trends and notes from the first half. You can feel free to jump in your thoughts at any point and just cut me off. Uh, But first, let's talk about some hitting. So overall in the first half, we had a 248 league-wide batting average and a 297 BABIP. If you think that's low with what we expected with the shift, well, last year it was a 243 BABIP and a 2, or I'm sorry, 243 batting average and a 290 BABIP uh, and 241 batting average and 287 BABIP the year before that. So basically, batting average has gone up five points from last season and BABIP has gone up seven points from last season. Uh, so again is it seven points of batting average or five points of batting average and seven Babbitt points, a big deal. That's for you to decide.
3: I was going to say, um, uh, yeah, if you look at your, let's say, look at your roto team, a 15 team roto league. Let's say if you added five batting average percents to that, that would move you up a
0: lot. Mm-hmm. So I do think it is a big deal. And right now, if batting average stays where it's going, it's going to be the highest league wide batting average since 2019. Staying with hitting, let's talk about home run and fly ball rates over the first half. It's 12.3% this year compared to 11.4% last season. So nearly a 1% increase in the home run to fly ball rate. Um, so, I, I mean, power, it's still, I mean, it's not the juice ball era, right? But there are still, I, I would say it's it's not a dead end ball like we saw at points last season, but it's not a home run happy ball. I think this is like the first time genuinely feels like good home run hitters are hitting home runs and ones that don't genuinely aren't hitting them. So I, I, I think, think this that's is staying true with a three outcome type of hitter, you know, strike out, walk Homer. Well, they were trying to get rid of that and have more. That's why they got rid of the shift and, you know, the ball's not just jumps over the fence every time. So when I think I would
3: like to see is plate appearances have plate appearances gone up. I'd imagine uh, so. Right. So I would imagine that like, the reason more runs are scoring, even though the home run rate is staying, not, it's mm-hmm. not as high, more people are getting on base. There's more runners.
1: I feel like pitchers have thrown less too. And so uh, batters are seeing more relievers and the familiarity is probably, you know, a little bit. Uh, batters aren't familiar with some of the pitchers that they're seeing because I feel like more pitchers are being used. And I feel like less games I've seen this year position players are throwing in the end of a game. Well, well
2: sorry. I just wanted you know to what? bring up like what you see with things like, um, uh, Luis Arise batting average. May, in, this is, this is one of the, I think, one of the effects of the change. I'm not sure, you know, Arise was a 330 hitter last year, but he's hitting, is he still hitting close to 400 right like now? Three is like 380. 380 right now. You know, this is, this is, um, statistically, it's, it's, it's not like the, It's like the home run era of 2019. It's not that bouncy rabbit ball era. It's a lot more fun to have all these stolen bases. It's a lot more fun Mm -hmm. to have. And and, uh, it's hard to say what's causing this. Is it the pitch clock? Is it the shift, the pitch clock? Uh, Marty's nodding. I definitely think it's the pitch
3: clock.
0: Well, also the fact that now you can only throw over twice. So like mm-hmm. pretty much once you throw over twice, I, I haven't watched enough games closely to see someone like Ellie de la Cruz, who has 16 steals already knows he goes. he's goes. So like, he goes. yeah, like I've been watching him
3: every game. He goes, it don't matter. You can try the hold them. It uh, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. That 16 steals in 20 games is absolutely nuts. But speaking of steals, there are two players that have already 40 plus steals this year. Keep in mind, John birdie led all of baseball last year with 41. The only player that stole 40 or more bases, Right right now, Asturio Ruiz has more stolen bases at halfway point than Birdie had last season. Uh, And there's eight players right now currently on pace to get 40 or more stolen bases. Two had 40 or more stolen bases two years ago with Starling, Marte, and Whit Merrifield. And right now, as a league, they're on pace for more stolen bases since
2: 1987. That's incredible.
0: That's incredible. Um, I mean, they made the baits larger, right? Bases yep. larger, the pickoff rules, pitch clock. Uh, there's so many things that are to help the stolen bases, and it's definitely showing. I, I feel like though, not as many people are stealing bases, but the ones that already steal bases are now just stealing more bases. Is that I fair? Mean, that's
2: right. And I think that's making it harder to catch up if you're down on steals mm-hmm. in fantasy baseball because the people who have steals have a lot of steals. Like if if you if you're sitting there with Astoria Ruiz on your roster. Um, and you're, you could have like 150 steals already. There's the leader of the main event has almost 200 steals already right now mm-hmm. on his season. And my teams are, are my steals are solid. They're not bad. And I'm a hundred steals on my season already. I, I, I think if you're sitting down in steals now, if you're down at like 50, 60 steals. It's going to be really hard to get those points back in your, in your roto season. I think this is going to place a
1: premium on stolen bases. You remember last year when everybody was putting a premium on saves and you'd see Hader and Edwin Diaz go in the second round? I think that's what you're going to see with speed guys
0: next year. Yeah, someone might wait for someone like Astoria Ruiz and be like, Hey, I'll just but Astur-
1: get my... Astoria Ruiz might be a fifth or sixth round pick. Like if he didn't get hurt, he was on pace for like 79 steals.
0: Yeah, but he has one home run. Like, I don't know if he'd be a fifth or sixth round pick. I could see him being like a, uh, like, an like somebody ninth. Reach on him if they need speed and yeah. if, if he's the leader
1: in stolen bases and can almost single-handedly help you in that category. Well, I think what a lot of people
0: will probably do is look what, you know, like if, if you'll they'll look kind of what the average amount of stolen bases were for a team, basically to try to like check the median outcome. What do I need is like to get like a median outcome of steals. And then try to calculate it be like, all right, let's say 150 steals is that way I won't finish last in the category or like I'll finish more in the middle. Like they'll look at how like it played out and they'll be like, okay, I'll just get 80 or I'll get like, you know, I'll play it safe. I'll get 60 with sturdy Ruiz if he stays healthy and then it, they can backline it that way. But I think, you know, again, we were talking about knowing that the guys that are going to steal are going to steal a lot of bases and the guys that we think might steal a lot of bases are probably not going to.
2: Do you think projections next year are going to project 60 steel seasons? I do. And and that's, that's what's crazy is like, now we have to say, all right, is this, is this the new normal or is this season going to be, you know, people going, Oh my God, I'm a kid in a candy store. I can't believe how the 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 six inches shorter and, and the pickoff rules and I'm going all the time. Are they going to dial back a little? I don't know. But like 60 steel season projections, like the top projection was, probably what like 35 this year, something like that.
0: Yeah. Probably like 35, 40 maybe. But but yeah, I think, I think you have to, unless there's something that changes the rules, like you'll have a a good amount of evidence because it won't just be like one player. Like I said, eight players are right now projected to steal 40 or more bases. uh, If they finish on the pace, they are right now. So like you have to factor that data in, like I think it would be irresponsible for the projection systems to not update with the new data. So um, that will definitely impact drafting for sure. But Speaking of drafting, we have to also talk about pitchers and how they've changed this year. So this year's ERA is a collective 429 ERA and 131 whip, which is way up from last season. Last season, the ERA was 397. So again, 397 compared to a 429 ERA and a 121 whip last year compared to a 131 whip. Again, is it the dead end baseball changes, the shift rules, the uh, Was it better starting pitching overall last year? I don't know. Um, But it's interesting. This was a treat from Ryan Bloomfield. He put out a bloom board and he said nine of 15, according to ADP, nine of the first 15 starting pitchers taken are top 35 starters. So you get about a 66% hit rate. Six of the top 16 to 30 ranked starting pitchers have been top 35. So you have six out of 15 of the next tier. That stayed in the top 35. So it's been a very big, dramatic drop-off. And we talked about Corbin Burns hasn't looked Corbin Burns. Alcantara hasn't looked good. Aaron Nola hasn't looked good. Rolander. Rolander hasn't. like and These were guys that were drafted and are still top 35 starters. But, like, I mean, they're not great. They're definitely not performing like you thought they would. Then you have the people like Alec Manoa and Lance Lynn who are literally were dropped in a lot of leagues
3: throughout the season do not put lance lynn in the same <laughs> breath as alec Manoa just yet but they're yet. two of your guys though they're both i mean not one my people. dudes i mean you know for yeah. slamming beers you know having a good time these are my guys but i'm just Man. saying lance lynn and i'll get to this later on my uh people maybe to buy but lance mm-hmm. lynn i like what i'm saying alec Manoa, and he dipping into the tigers we'll see who knows
0: yeah, but it it's definitely a very troubling trend for starting pitching again. Don't be fat. <laughs> yeah. You gotta
3: be in condition. <laughs> yeah. Gotta be you gotta be in shape.
0: <laughs> but let's uh we'll close out the trends with this last it's actually positive here. There are nine players at the break with 20 or more saves, and then 26 that have 10 or more saves. Keep in mind in 2022 and 2021, only six players had 20 or more saves at the break. So we have three more players with 20 or more saves at the break here. And it, I just think in general, just right now there's more reliable high end closers this season and not as many closing injuries. I don't, I, I mean, maybe I'm forgetting somebody, but like, you know, Alexis Diaz has been dominant. Josh Hader has been great. Iglesias has blown seven saves, but he still has the job and he's been healthy for the told most. told you Iglesias sucks, by the way. Um, like, uh, I'm trying to think. Of, I, Diaz got hurt. That was the one big one, but yeah. it happened before the AJ season. AJ
1: Puck, AJ
0: Puck got hurt for a period. But of he time. was he, he Hendricks. But again, they were hurt before the season. Yeah, Hendricks. Well, was. Hendricks was Puck got, Puck got hurt mid-season. No, but, but like for the most part, like Presley still stayed there. Um, Ryan Housley. Housley hasn't gotten hurt. I mean, he did get hurt. But what do you mean he's he's he been was, hurt for over a month? He, he was going to get benched before that, but yeah, like, yeah, he did get hurt.
2: And he wasn't a full closer. No, he was. Point. The flip side is how hard it is to find saves now, though. There aren't closers available. Like where are you, where are you gonna go? Like Trevor May's been the only closer. Uh,
3: Trevor, uh, Trevor May May's sitting
2: out there like a fart in the wind. on the wire.
3: <laughs> Shout out to Trevor May. I, cool. I touted him a little bit before the <laughs> dead started. Did. <laughs> Edward Alzalay's <laughs> kind of stepped into the closer role for the Cubs. Yes. So he's true. someone
2: yeah,
1: I mean, I don't know how available Alzeley is, but the, the Rays have been messing around in their bullpen.
0: Well, Fairbanks, when he's been healthy, I feel like it's most of them. Adams definitely does get mixed in, <laughs> I mean, but I, I, I Fairbanks definitely I mean, has been the guy for the most part. Um, but like again, like I, I think that every year we get frustrated, but I feel like for the most part, the closers you drafted to be elite closers, yeah, I'm as long sure. as they weren't hurt going into the season, have kept their job and been somewhat decent.
2: Everybody's Kenley Jansen. For, everyone's waiting on a Dodgers closer, like yeah. yeah. It, 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 Evan Phillips, yeah, he probably has it. It's probably him now.
1: I mean, he only had a bad recent outing because he that was his third day pitching in a row, but I think he has like 13 saves.
0: Yeah, it's definitely uh, something to keep an eye on, but those are some trends just from the first half. Obviously, there's going to be a lot more stuff to come in the second half, but um, yeah. i I, I want to transition, though, to your story from the first half. So do you guys have something, if you were to put the first half into a picture into uh, a, something that just sticks out to you when you think about the first half of baseball when it could be fantasy related it could be real life what is something that stands out to you from the first half for me
1: it's that i think a good general manager and team building goes a long way you know you look at teams that have spent a lot like the mets there was a tweet that went out that was like scherzer verlander Alonzo and Lindor make as much as like the Braves starting nine because the Braves do a really good job of locking up their talent when they're young. They have a really good farm system. You know, they bring in veterans like Charlie Morton and Iglesias and they had sustained success and the Mets look good on paper, but I don't think they're a very well run organization. You know, same with the Padres. They've been very underperforming and they have a huge payroll. Same with the Yankees to some extent. A lot has fallen apart with the Aaron Judge injury. And you know, you look at teams like the Rays that have just done things right for years, and you know they've they've been pretty well. Um, you know, the Rangers seem to be turning it around. And the Rangers not even, a lot of money though. But I was going to say they're not even getting production out of Degrom for the most
0: part. But Seeger and Semyon are both big parts of the. Seeger and
1: Semyon, but I they mean, also
0: brought in John Gray. They brought in. Um, but yeah,
1: but those, and, a, they, a, they brought
0: in Andrew Heaney. They brought in Tyler Leiboldy, Anderson.
1: But, Tyler or not, not Tyler
0: Anderson um uh Ivaldi he like they brought in a lot of players but, but
1: those were a little bit more low-key signings but mm-hmm. you know and and look then look at a team like the Reds that has probably one of the most exciting young cores and their payroll isn't big at all but they yeah. you know they they've been savvy with who they want to bring up.
0: Well, both the Padres and the Mets are in fourth place in their division. Mm-hmm. I think the Mets are like 17 games, 18 games out of first place. So they're gonna be fighting for a wild card spot if that's if, if at all they can get anything. But um yeah, I definitely I think more than ever, money's not necessarily buying championships in baseball. It's definitely getting the right talent, developing. Again, the Reds and Orioles look set for a long time very very long time until all these young players are due for contracts and then we'll see if they're gonna be willing to spend or if they'll just go through a rebuild again but for right now uh, both the reds and the orioles and the uh i mean the rays are always there obviously Mm -hmm. the same type of deal and the um who's the other uh, team with a really good farm system I'm, i'm forgetting um there's another one that will come to me but there's like the big three it's the reds the orioles and the uh I'll, I'll remember when it comes back to me, but like there's some teams that are doing it right for sure.
2: Yeah. I, I think that for me, the story of the first half has been um, the difficulty in predicting who's going to be a solid starting pitcher. Um, I think a lot of people have, have had a lot of trouble keeping their pitching healthy. My DC teams, my uh, triple players ball team is, on my pitching staff is on life support. <laughs> I, I drafted and I, and I was telling everybody, Hey, you got to draft a lot of pitchers this season. I drafted 24 pitchers. I have nine healthy pitchers oh, on my God. team. And, uh, it's, it's, it's really, uh, you know, you come in with, with all these pitchers that you expect to be good. You, 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 and we were, we were talking all off season about how deep the starting pitching pool is, how comfortable we felt going deep into the starting pitching pool why we shouldn't we didn't know what the heck we were talking about um the people I my pitching is not good in in many places and I feel okay about that because a part of me thinks that this season the people who did well in pitching did got pretty lucky I I think that this season has been brutal for injuries and predicting who was going to react well to this these changes um now, I, and I don't say that people who did well are lucky. I mean, I was poor, so maybe I'm. Maybe there's a little bit of bitter, bitter grape juice in my part. But, um, but I think pitching has been the story of the season so far. Like, and how hard it's been to predict.
0: Yeah, it really has. It's been harder than any year I can remember. And um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how drafts go next year because you do a mock of a first round is any pitcher going in the first round right now? Maybe strider that maybe that's the only one like it's got it. You, you think it's probably like some combination of Acuna judge Tatis, Corbin Carroll Shohei Otani, Freddie Freeman.
3: Uh, I think there's going to be a, the next, over the next few months we're really going to see pitchers adapt to the pitch clock. And just this new, this is a, honestly, man, this is like almost like a brand new game of baseball. Mm-hmm. like the like stolen bases are literally through the roof like it's it's absolutely incredible it's it's something that we, and i don't know if there's any like fantasy football i don't play that i play, play fantasy basketball i feel like you could take a few years off and the game's going to be pretty much similar mm-hmm. with baseball if you're not paying attention the game's completely different
0: yeah like no, definitely yeah. i mean with the ball and everything else it changes so much so like and obviously the rules are changing a lot too so Uh, I'm interested to see the analysis as we'll go into in the offseason. The first thing
3: I'll say is that batting average for me has been a struggle. Okay. And and like we're even with teams where I'm number one overall with home runs, RBIs, runs, they're all there. But average itself has been hard for me to balance with that output. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means. I guess we'll see over the next few months. But maintaining batting average has been very tough for me throughout the year. And it was something that like, when you looked at projections, it was like, Oh, this team's going to do very well in batting average, but that's not happening. So Mm -hmm. I guess we'll, uh, we will see.
0: I think my story of the first half is just Otani. Uh, I think for the first time, and he's been doing it now for a couple of years, I've really, when he, when he was getting hot in June, he hit 15 of his 32 home runs in June. I was and the two home run, 10 strikeout game. I just sat there and I was just like, this is going to be one of those things that like 10 years from now, you'll be like, man, like there was nobody like Shoei Otani. And I can't, I don't think there's any player I've ever felt that way about. Like there's some good baseball players, but I do feel like it's like, like, man, like this is literally, you're you might be watching the greatest baseball player of all time. Like people yeah, might talk about his are. stretch.
3: Yeah. Like his you, stretch. You absolutely are.
0: Like his, his stretch of what will maybe what will be, three, four, five years that he'll be able to keep doing all, like, we're watching the best stretch of baseball of any player of all time. And Against
3: the best players of all time, uh, shout out to Alan Trammell, Detroit Tigers, Hall of Fame shortstop. He even said himself on a broadcast a few days ago, he's like, almost every player is stronger, faster, and better than any of us when mm-hmm. we were coming in, in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. It's like, what Oh, Shohei's doing is just...
1: And you get almost numb to it, because yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, all right, he goes out every
0: fifth out. That's what I'm saying, Doc. Like, I, for the first time, I stopped being numb to it, and I actually sat back
2: and just, like, was like, holy crap. Like, this dude He does, is, it, he does
1: it so effortless.
2: Hot take. Next year, fade Shohei Otani Because he's a free agent, and it's his first year in a <laughs> I new like contract. It, yeah. <laughs> he's, show, he's showing off for his free agent. I say, I half,
3: faded him every year. It's half not really a Billy out.
1: deal. I don't know. I mean, know, to, like, to be fair... These are probably the best years of Otani. I can't see him pitching as much as he is now in future years once he gets paid.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I think he's trying to push this much to pitch next year.
1: He will be, he will be this good of a hitter, no doubt, but will he be this good of a pitcher? Like he might be somebody that you have, you know, maybe every fifth, sixth day or somebody that's a long reliever. But I don't think he, you could expect him to be a starter two, three years down the road and throw every fifth day like he is. He's already had a couple elbow
2: issues. I mean, that my only thought is like when you're in a contract year, you work through injuries a little more. I, 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 I hesitate to say that Shohei Otani is immune from contract year uh, um, <laughs> normalization. Like every other major hitter that has come, be, player that has come before
3: him, or most other major hitters, do you think he gets traded? I was just going to ask that. Do you, if you're the Angels, do you trade him? Uh, who's the guy who said the uh the Yanks are number one to be able to? Best I just draw on the- I just saw that yeah, on Twitter. Like, I didn't. Yeah, I forgot yeah. who it was. It was who are the, the- going to yeah. trade? Who are they going to trade?
0: Yeah, they. I mean, Jason Domingo. You know, Anthony Tyler Volpe Will. probably starts that conversation. Cool.
3: Wells. Uh, starts, right. Austin Wells, isn't that the yeah the catcher, the, the catcher the slash he'll be a
0: first baseman, but I mean, you probably have to give up the farm because you're, I'm, yeah. I see the Yankees were going to like, give him that $600 million deal as well.
1: It's probably gone. You,
0: you, I mean, I'm, I would imagine you probably have to give up maybe two, two top five, two of your top five prospects and maybe three of your top 10.
2: I mean, if we, we oh,
3: sorry.
2: Go ahead. All, All right. right. No, what I was just no. I'm, I was going to take it off in a different direction.
3: Go that ahead. So was I. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. True, but, uh, if if Otani gets moved, you own him right now in a uh, you know in a whatever league. Um, he goes to the Yankees. Good for hitting, bad for pitching. Are most people using him as a hitter at this point? Like, is there any place where Otani goes where his value decreases? That would I mean, be a
1: good poll to put on Twitter. David put it out, you have the most followers. I, I
0: think most people already use him as a hitter for the most part unless he has a two start a two uh, start week
2: or yeah. if you or if your pitching is worse than your hitting because he's yeah. Yeah. he's a top 10 starter. God, if, you so hitters, if you have other hitter, if you have other too far. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's, it, so, it, that's so stupid. Like what if, are you talking about? If your hitting is solid, you got a top 10 starter you can throw in every week. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: We are legit, yeah, watching greatness. If you picked but- Joey Otani MVP picks, you could already cash your ticket And I think even if, God forbid, he got hurt, uh, he'd still be winning. He'd still win MVP.
2: If Baltimore puts forward their best offer, who can beat it?
0: Mm-hmm. The Reds. The Reds and yeah. Diamondbacks. That was the other team, by the, the way, the Diamondbacks. Those yeah. are, the I think, the top three farm systems right now. I mean...
3: We we also have to rank like does their team care about winning like Baltimore does no Baltimore does not tip hist- historically think? they don't care
0: yeah the Reds don't either
3: yeah they don't they want to build the Diamondbacks do they just want to like not be in the red like they're, it's they're they're it's a business no team them. is in the it, red though come on not if you ask them the yeah, yeah. The ways, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, nobody's coming to games <laughs> they're losing money. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, those teams could do it, but then they're not signing him to that type of money that he's going to want. And why would you give up all your best players for uh, half a season of Otani if you're not? I mean, not the thing minor. is, the
1: Angels might have to trade him at a certain point. They're 45 and 46 right now, they're one and nine in their last 10. Mike Trout is going to be out the next six to eight weeks. It's like, are you going to think that you can make the playoffs in the AL East where everybody's above 500? And you're going yeah, to they're, they're not getting a wild card nothing.
3: spot. They'll That's have what I'm to. Saying.
1: you're going to you're going to risk losing him for nothing. So it might be they have to take an offer and then
3: I go you know. back and not across sports because I don't usually do that. But like I go back to the LeBron James and the decision, like if Cleveland has the ability to trade him, knowing he's going to leave, like he got to do it. Like, oh, not going to stay there. There's no chance he's staying with the Angels. Literally zero. I think the only reason you're they right don't. Him the only reason they don't
0: trade him is if they get some kind of inclination that he might stay. That'd be the only only way I don't was, see.
3: Wouldn't he say it, though, at this point? He seems no. like the type of guy that wouldn't BS around. Like yeah, just, he has agents
1: that loses all leverage. Sure, I understand the, the business team.
3: of it, but it just seems like I don't think there's any way he stays.
0: I feel like he's the type of guy that says, I just want to play ball. I don't want to talk anything until the season's over type of thing. Yeah. So that would be the Angels would have to guess. But I mean
1: come out in the public like that like he he has interpreters but he doesn't you know people don't really know otani's personality we're all speculating now what we think his personality is
0: well, well let's end it with this because i know we got some other things we want to talk about uh the fact that you see players taking pictures with him like they were at the all-star Game, like he was like a celebrity that like players doing that just says all you need to know about How the world and his peers think of Shohei Otani because they know he's
3: replaced Mike Trout as like even players are like, hey man, you mind signing this bat for me?
0: Yeah, it's it's honestly pretty crazy. (laughs)
3: Yeah,
0: Um, but I know there were a couple other things we wanted to talk about today, Elsie. There were some people that were still hurting even with not as much baseball being played, so we got to acknowledge the people we got to talk about for bring out your dead.
2: Absolutely, bring out your dead, everyone. Let me pull up this wonderful. Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. Thank you to every. Thank you. Uh, thank you for this graphic. Uh, I wanted to let everyone bring out your dead this week. Brought to you by the Unathletic. Hey, how about watching something that won't lose you money or you won't be angry at the end of it? Try a sitcom. The Unathletic, available everywhere. First off, on Bring Out Your Dead, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, brought, uh, brought up by Ron Bauer. Will he rebound to 2021 levels? That's what I want to know. One thing I can say is he hit a lot of home runs in the home run derby. Thank goodness for that. And his barrel rates are at the best level since they've been since 21, not at 2021 levels. But if you look at what, what 2021, that beautiful 48 home run season had differently than the rest of his career, the walk rate was remarkably higher he's been 8 8 12 8 8 in walk rate um and the batting average 270 263 11 274 274 it seems like as we've seen so far 2021 has been the aberration for guerrero he's a he's an excellent hitter he plays every game he um the projections have him for anywhere from 14 to 16 more home runs on his 13 that he has so far. So they're projecting him to get to the upper twenties and the barrel rate, hard hit rate are pretty good. He should get there. Production has not been there. So Ron, I hear you. I don't think Vlad is a first round pick next year. I think Vlad slips. I don't think people are going to have the trust in him next year that they've placed in him over the last few years. So, uh, you know, Vlad's a tough one, Uh, but on the whole, he's not really killing you, but it's not, it's not first round. One Martholomew Tallman brings up <laughs> brings up <laughs> brings up Jeremy Pena. Uh, 10 team only though, Marty says, but 10 teams, I'm not sure. He's the number 20 shortstop overall on the Razzball player Raider sitting at a 700 OPS. What do we do in Pena? Now this is, I I did not, I was, I was surprised by last season's 22 home runs for Jeremy Pena. Uh To be honest with you, he did not look like the type of hitter who had that power profile coming up with his minor league statistics. And uh, it was a surprise, but we have seen from 2022 to 2023, uh, his approach is very similar. His XBA is almost the same. His X-Slug, almost the same. His WOBA and X-WOBA are almost identical. His hard hit rate, very similar. K rate, very similar. Walk rate actually improved. Results, not, not, not there. I think um, what this shows you is that, uh, you know, maybe last year was a power outlier season for Pena. He doesn't, he may not have the power that he showed last season. And I, I didn't think he had that power, but he has dropped his batting average from his minor league production, where he was a very solid batting average play um, to a, middle of the pack league average batting average playing now about a 2 250 career hitter so far right about league average right now with a little bit more pop that's a solid that's a solid approach when you're coming up to the bigs you're going to get better contracts with that approach but um we may experience inconsistent results and we are seeing that with Peña so far next up uh Bryce Miller blisters blisters everywhere and not an inning pitched what are we doing, Bryce? I see a, uh, I see a tweet from Shannon Dre or Bryce Miller throwing from flat ground. He should be ready to go out of the break in one of the back of the rotation spots. Hopefully all you Bryce Miller owners get to plug him into your lineup. Maybe it won't be till next week, however, but next week might be a two-start week. What are we going to see from Bryce? Coming back from those blisters, is he going to be the Bryce Miller that we saw in the first 31 innings? Where he gave up four earned runs or in the 27 after that, where he gave up 22 earned runs. Of course, Doc brings up Bryce. And of course, we blame Doc for Bryce's downfall. Wait, wait, wait. 40. Am I crazy for the comparison? That's just first person. I've okay. So, okay. So Bryce Miller, uh, Doc wants to know if, if we agree and I'm, if Bryce Miller looks like Uh, one of the members of Blink 182
3: from Tom DeLong.
2: Tom DeLong. I didn't know that. In the
3: first date video.
2: First date. Okay. There it is. There it is. I did not know. I never knew where that came from. I did not know which, uh, which, which Blink 182 video that was from. Blink 182. Outstanding band. Get into them. If you're into, if you're into music, they just play good music. Um, (laughs) I, I mean, I mean, when back in the nineties, when Blink 182 came out, there was like you you were you were in encamped. Oh I can't like them. They're posers. Um but they're just good. Um is he look like him? I think he does. He looks like that meme, the WTF meme. You guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. The WT, WTF. WTF the, the,
0: the one he posted. Yeah.
2: Yes, yes. The WTF meme uh I think been he thinking does. about that for so long, and I'm glad I finally had a chance to bring it out it's true it's true, but uh what are we gonna get next week to start week? we'll see hopefully that blisters that blisters healed and that fastball gets the results it was getting the first thirty one innings uh well our next tweet here um from six four three fantasy who uh has three names now six four three I know when someone adds three names they're feeling a lot of pain um want you to know my DMs are open. <laughs> um, send me a message. If it's bad enough, I'll give you my phone number. But I see who you put here, and I know I know it's bad based on the names you put. DJ LeMay, Hugh, MJ Melendez, and Colton Wong. Now, we're going to start with Colton Wong. Colton Wong, number 1,121 on the Ras Ball Player Raider. He has given you negative $27 in value on this season. One home run, zero stolen bases. Colton Wong, maybe, I mean, he was a top 250 pick. He may be, he, he's in the top 10 worst picks
3: of the draft, I think. Because top 250, mm-hmm. Yeah. He was yeah. a middle infielder. He was somebody I was, you know, I, I knew that going from Milwaukee to Seattle, there would be a drop-off, but oof. Jesus.
2: Such a rough, rough season for Wong. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe a bargain next year. Pick it, pick 500. I I think we're going to be drive, diving back in on our DCs next year on Colton Wong, but this year it's really hard. DJ LeMayhew, another one who has been, uh, who has been awful this year, number five sixty four on that Razzball player right, rate negative twelve, lowest zone contact of career, lowest expected batting average of his career. I think DJ LeMayhu is looking kinda washed. Uh anyone who says otherwise, tell me why. I think LeMayhu is kinda washed. Um I do too. Yeah, he's
3: only he's, people like saying he's not are people who own his jersey and they just don't want to <laughs> let it go.
2: I yeah, I just don't know what to expect from him. Next season he's gonna be uh late DC pick. Definitely not with any hope, just uh, just a stab. MJ Melendez, third person six four three fantasy brought up. Now MJ six four three, I gotta tell you, it's not all bad news, although MJ has been a lot of bad news. His zone contact. Is below seventy percent right now, which is way below league average, and that is a bad sign. That is um, that is not what we saw last season from him. His own con- his own contact last season was nearly eighty percent, which was still below league average. But with with the power that Melendez has with his profile, getting close to league average is very good. Barrels have been strong for MJ Melendez. He's at a better barrel rate than last season but the home runs aren't following so it's a it's a weird profile I don't want to say um the the if you look at it I almost don't want to say this if you look at it like um it looks like Joey Gallo right now um but um but last season was a much better contact rate hopefully he can come back to something like that I have a lot of hope for Melendez, but. Um, it's a tough one because he was a top one hundred pick and you were hoping for that uh, production. He is not giving it to you. Uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of pain for the first half. We're gonna we're gonna lug these six bodies onto the cart and drag them away from y'all for y'all. We'll talk to you next week.
0: All right. Hopefully the all star break starts out with a bang, or the after the all star break starts out with a bang, and there'll be no one for bring out your dead. Well, I was actually hoping for the like the the All
3: Star break bring out your dead All Star team.
0: Oh, we could have done that. I, I,
2: poor
3: plan. I, I think Art life. did it last year, or, or maybe the end did. of the year. I don't know if it was All Star break, but we'll
0: do uh, it for the end of the year. The it's all incredible,
3: the all bring out your <laughs> it's, dead team. It's great. We'll, we'll see.
2: We'll see. Lance Lynn is definitely, and Mendoa are the definitely. Plan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a chance.
0: He's, you could tell how much he loves his Lance Lynn, which <laughs> leads us perfectly into Marty's go. buys and sells going in for the second half. You're going to take it away, Marty.
3: Well, I want to say uh, I do not want to shout out all Major League Baseball teams who decided to not post their uh, starting rotations. Um, I think we're still waiting for like four or five of them. It's absolutely incredible. Um, does that mean like the the pitcher who goes on Saturday doesn't know they're going to pitch yet or they, they just haven't done it yet? I don't know.
0: I, I don't Yeah, it's a good question, honestly. <laughs>
3: All right. So I'm going to go through the, um, so it's trade season. You know, this is the time where hopefully you took this, these three, four days to look at, evaluate your team. Look what you've done well in, look what you need, um, what you need help with and everything like that. I'm going to start off with players. I feel like, and I'm not saying get rid of these guys because they're going to suck. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, their value right now is the highest it's going to be moving forward. So if you have the ability to, and I'm looking at pitchers specifically here. So pitchers to sell for the, um, uh, for the second half. So if you need a hitter or you're looking for a relief pitcher or something like that, these are, these are one, two, three, I got six guys for you. So starting with number one, Nathan Evaldi. And I say that as a man who has Nathan Evaldi everywhere, I'm still scared. 117.2 innings so far this year, 2.83 ERA Evaldi. 2.83 ERA. No he one expected different. that. He built different. Yeah. I mean, that's just, he's been absolutely incredible. Um, but his K percentage 24, which is fine. Slightly above average 3.39 FIP. The X ERA is higher. Lucky. He's been lucky on the BABIP so far. It's only at 267 in um, his velo. Which I think I feel like there's like four or five guys on Twitter every single week who post about how his velo's going down. Uh, shout out to Dave McDonald, as one of them. Um, but yeah, uh, so the velo's going down. I don't believe he's gonna be able to maintain this. He's already had 100, almost 120 innings. Another 40, 50, 60 innings. We will see with Ivaldi. I feel like if you drafted him, he's prop he drafted him as like your fifth or sixth starter. So you you should have three or four established arms. I would try to go get a big bat if you need it. Uh, moving on to Kode Singh, New York Mets, another guy who I have a bunch of exposure to, 89.2 innings pitch. He has a 3.31 ERA, a 3.77 XFIP, a 29.5 K percentage. But here it is. Here it is, guys. 12.3 walk percentage. Doggy. BABIP, 275. And what we've seen with pitchers that come over from whether it's an international pitcher or a rookie going into their sophomore year, the more times batters see you, mm-hmm. the harder it would be on a pitcher. So there's going to be, I feel like this is saying is like, this is a, this is the top of the mountain for him. I would try to move him if you can um, That walk percentage, is just brutal. Uh, moving on. Uh, Tommy Henry, Arizona Diamondbacks, 74.1 innings pitch 3.75 ERA. 5.32 xFIP. So 3.75 ERA, 5.32 xFIP, a 16% K percentage, and nearly a 10% walk percentage. What can you get for Tommy Henry? Probably not too much. But if you like put him on, like, say you do a two for one trade, and you make him the second guy, just like, mm-hmm. kind of like a throw in. Some people just look at the overall ranking of a player for that year, especially if you're on Yahoo. A lot of people, uh, he's he's top 100. Okay, that's not too bad uh tommy henry is terrible and he's this is as good as he's going to get for the rest of, rest of the year uh ted talks i'm glad you joined dane dunning is on the list get rid of this man <laughs> get him out of
0: here Don't do it to my guy
3: i'm sorry dane dunning you gotta go brother uh 92 how much
0: longer does he have to do this for you to buy in
3: he's got a 2.84 era with a 4.43 whip let me ask you this david is Dunning a two point eight four ERA guy? He might be like a three five this year, which would not be bad. Dane Dunning. So he he's a better pitcher than Aaron Nola. Wait, wait, so let's,
0: let's, let's, <laughs> I mean, let's that's let's, what we're talking uh,
3: about.
0: Let's let's bet on his ERA for the season. So it's two eight four right now.
3: Yeah, it's two eight yeah. Two point eight four. XFIP is four point four three. Now, when you when you say that, do you mean at the end of the year, what is his overall yeah, ERA so his gonna overall, be? Yeah, what's his overall ERA at the end of the year? So he's at ninety-two innings pitched. How many more innings do you think he goes?
0: Maybe he goes like one hundred and fifty this year. I don't know what he did. What he threw last year?
3: I don't have it in front of me, but I'll I'll check. But uh, if he's at two point eight four now, four point seven to end the year. That's what I'm going to say. that That'll be his his end of the year ERA. End ERA four point seven two. Let's get let's get let's get dirty with it. And here's why: K percentage fifteen point nine. Awful. He's not sure. Tr- I, I know he's a ground ball pitcher and he tries to limit contact and all that. Babbitt, 268. He's gotten lucky with the Babbitt. He mm-hmm. stranded almost 80% of all runners. That should come down to about 77 ish. So he's gotten a little bit lucky with that. But yeah, Dane Dunning, get rid of him. Aaron Savale, Guardians starter, 52.2 innings, 2.56 ERA, 4.43. Xfip so 2.56 X, uh, ERA and a 4.43 WHIP uh, or a 4, 4.43 Xfip. I, I don't like that there. And then Bryce Elder to round it off. People, you need to sell. Over 106 innings, Elder has a 2.97 ERA with a 3.95 Xfip. Elder strikes out 18.4%, which is way below league uh, league average. He has a nearly an eight percent walk percentage and the BABIP, he's been lucky and the 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 batter stranded on base have been lucky as well. So players I would sell, Nathan uh pitchers I would sell going into the second half to upgrade whether it's your hitting or your relief pitching, Nathan Avaldi, Kode Senga, Tommy Henry, Dane Dunning, Aaron Savale, and Bryce Elder.
0: Can we talk about Dane Dunning again for a second? We, what do you think I was- mean?
3: What do you think I feel career, like this yeah? might be a Dane Dunning podcast. I, you, we need to get this guy on. Doc, email him. Let's see if we can get him on. Something. You should.
0: We got <laughs> to get no, Uncle Ted Talks to be, be on that, too. For you. I, Uncle Ted, I want you to know that I'm advocating for your Dunning pick. Um... Let me uh. So let me say this. <laughs>
2: did, you, did you
3: see what he put? I did. I'm gonna put it on there.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he, look, he said Dane Dunning's gonna keep it up all year, and you've been doubting him. So who's to say he has a lower ERA than Strider? Is what Uncle Ted Talk says by the end of the year. Strider's got an over four ERA, I think. Or if it's if it's it is it just just got under four. How many? What's Dane Dunning's career ERA? What do you think? Uh, uh
3: career f- five point zero two.
0: 4.06. Okay, That's his career ERA. How many innings? 397 career innings.
3: Oh, yeah. So he's going to be a lot worse.
0: And I'm going to add this <laughs> to he threw He threw 153 innings last year. So okay. he actually, okay. he could go like 180 this year. He He's on pace to go like 180. Let me ask you this. The previous two years, his whip was 144 and 143. This year it's 113. So it's the best whip he's had since his rookie season with the White Sox, where he only threw 34 innings. Do you
3: happen to have his BABIP from those two years prior as well?
0: I can look that up. Um, but, again, the, the strikeouts aren't great. But, I mean, he's a, a, four, a career No, they're 4. not great. <laughs> they're abysmal.
3: 15.9. <laughs> a, a
0: career 4.06 ERA pitcher isn't bad.
3: <laughs> if you want to, uh, I... Hey. More power to you. But here's the thing, though. Either way, you're kind of making my point, though. Like, he's still not a 2.84 pitcher.
0: No, but right? he'll regress some. But I mean, if he, yeah, pitches, but if he finishes it, the year as like a 3.8 pitcher, that's somebody it's I mean, he'll regress some, but he's not going to blow up your ratios.
3: If you're in a 15 team league, why not? But if you're in a, you know, shorter, a smaller league, dare I say, are a 10 team league, <laughs> I would, you know, I would look to move him. I think that'd be good. But it, let's go to my, uh, who I would buy very quickly. Number one is Taj Bradley, Tampa Bay Rays. Six point, uh, innings pitch, uh, 61.1. His era is 5.43 with a 3.20 whip, 29.7k percentage, and the Babbitt 316. So he's gotten a little unlucky with the Babbitt. So he's at uh 61.1 innings. Last year, he pitched 133. So he's about halfway done. That 60, maybe 70, maybe 80 innings will last you to the rest of the year as long as the Rays don't, you know, ray it up. So I would be less <laughs> thank you, thank you, Ted. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would be uh less worried about his um uh his innings. I think he's gonna be perfectly fine in a 29.7k percentage for Bradley. I absolutely love that. Number two on my who would I buy Lance Lynn? There Ooh. he is, the big boy, Chicago White Sox, 103 innings pitched. Six point zero three ERA, and this is what I am betting it on. I think you can get them basically free. <laughs> I don't think you. I don't. I don't think I, you basically get. I know you are laughing, David. With Lynn, six point zero three ERA, three point six four xFIP, a twenty seven point nine K percentage, and only sixty four point one. Uh, batters left on base, he's given up a lot of home runs. He's gotten unlucky with the home runs. I don't feel like it's going to continue forever. Um, I think if he lands somewhere around 37 for the rest of the the season, you're going to be really happy. And then lastly, this is a deep cut: Mackenzie Gore, 89.2 innings pitch with a 4.42 x uh 4.42 era and a 3.53 x fit. So, Mackenzie Gore, the fit that's fit looks good. K percentage, 27.8. So on par with when uh, the walk percentage is high, 10.1. and a, But he's at a 347 Babbitt. So he's gotten extremely unlucky with uh, balls in play. And I feel like you can get him just as a quick add-on. So uh, players I would buy, Ta- uh, Taj Bradley, Lance Lynn, and Mackenzie Gore on that cheap, cheap, low, low, yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Well, I, from this conversation, I realize, and uh Uncle Ted adds to buy Christopher Sanchez.
2: I, I like Sanchez.
0: Yeah. He'd be a good I, ad.
2: Yeah. I also like Bradford a little bit. If, if he gets a rotation spot,
0: Woody Bradford. Yeah. Um, I, I Uncle Ted, I, I believe you need to make an appearance on the show before the season's over. If, if anything to please for me, can to you, see what he looks like. Yeah, Uncle Ted, we need you on the show. So please accept it's the invite. has been
3: brother the whole time.
0: Accept <laughs> 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 the invite, please. Uh, and then he says, buy also, uh, buy Landon Mack, best Dodgers prospect pitcher, and he's on the taxi squad. So a couple <laughs> names for you, Uncle Ted. Uncle Ted, definitely, he's out there with some of his takes. Check
3: on the, the, uh, the taxi squad. Honestly, I haven't heard taxi squad since 2020. I didn't know that was still a yeah. thing.
0: And then uh, our buddy Ray Dominguez, who comes in here every once in a while, he says, uh, hey, people, uh, for when Encarnacion Strand, I, we've been asking ourselves that for yeah. weeks.
2: Yeah, David, um, David, you might have some insight on that because because you do the call up, but I, I don't see a spot for him right now.
0: That's the problem. There is no spot for him, and he's, even though he's literally destroying AAA, are you going to bring him up to play two games a week and just sit on the bench five days a week? like it, Joey Votto. It, it, is literally just because they
2: have no spot for him right now if, if there's an how injury many home runs does Votto have seven and the number seven and 17 games vado eric how many eric how many do you need to hit if he hits 19 i'm not a lot of money 19. <laughs> <laughs> he's at seven though He's
3: at
1: seven and 17 did you guys ever read the book growing up the kid who only
3: hits home runs no i never no, was i was point. more of a wild things kind of kid Sorry. yeah um
1: i'm gonna put it in the private chat put the link to there but that's a book and
0: that's joey Votto right now the kid that hits home runs the
1: kid who only hit home runs by matt christopher
0: you should just start betting joey Votto home runs to try and start making your money back so
1: that's what i thought about doing Hedge, Hedge real talk your my, bets yeah, yeah. yeah. real like, talk like a... the only thing that is I could do now is if he's on the IL because then he's missing like 10.
0: You already got your IL stint. You got a long IL stint. I
1: know, man. He's I, ready
0: to go. I know. I'm, I'm so, so annoyed. Joey home run vato. Um, Doc, do you want to tell us about your pitching streaming? And, and you wanted to brag about your success this season. I, so you far? know
1: what? I actually don't want to brag about my success. I, I want, I want you guys to play a little bit of a guessing game. So. <laughs> There's been thirty nine starts of people I've streamed. I would like for you to guess the record, the innings or the, the whip, and the
2: ERA. Can you tell me how many decisions there have been total? There have been twenty nine decisions. Okay. And I'll give
3: you For those you playing name. at home, how many uh pitchers?
1: Uh thirty nine starts, twenty nine decisions. Okay. And I'll give you a hint. It's two hundred fifteen point two innings pitched. Two hundred fifteen. Okay. I'll say I spent. I spent an wins. hour. I spent an hour yesterday calculating this. By the way. What I'll say anyone
3: wins. What, what are the categories that we're looking for?
1: Um, ERA, WHIP, and I guess let's do strikeouts in two hundred fifteen point two. This innings.
0: is the boring part of the podcast, everybody.
1: I'm having <laughs> no. fun. Oh, we, no. have six, we have six people tuned in. This is the max <laughs> right now.
0: He's outed our uh, our YouTube viewership currently, Eric.
1: So, Dave, what are you guessing?
0: I hit 21.
1: So you think I went 21-8? and eight.
0: While we're going through that, uh, Ray asks also for Colt Keith and Ronnie Mauricio. I think Colt Keith will be up within the first week or two after the All-Star break. Uh, I think the Tigers aren't playing for anything, so they will actually let him come out there. And
3: What makes you say that, David?
0: <laughs> I should ask you as the Tigers fan. What do you No, think? They're trash. They're terrible. I think they're Cole still
1: Keith, on pace to hit their over win total.
0: Cole yeah, Keith will definitely, I think be up within the first week or two. Mauricio is a little harder. I know that he, they've been getting some work with him in the outfield because there's no spots for him on the infield where he naturally plays, but I don't think I don't see him playing there every day unless they really need a spark in their line, which they kind of do. But um, Tommy Pham, there was the injury scare, but apparently he's going to be okay. And, in fact, is Tommy Pham's still okay. We've, we've just, heard
1: this before. Yeah, He's <laughs> scared, but he'll be okay.
0: I, I would say Mauricio will be up before the end of the year, but I'll be shocked if it's before, like, August or September. All right. Gentlemen, do you have your guesses in?
1: I, I did.
3: No, go ahead. I have, right, you
2: go. Oh, sorry. I, I thought you went 17-12 and 12, uh, with a 4 ERA, a 1.25 whip, in 175 Ks.
0: All right, your mistake was Eric wouldn't be bragging if his ERA was that high.
2: <laughs> Maybe. Four isn't four is well below league average. Actually. And then how many no. strikeouts? Oh no, he's right, 170, this is, 175. It's going to be
0: a sub three five ERA, or else Eric would not have taken the time to do this.
1: It's, it's <laughs> no, no, you know, even if it was, I need to hold myself accountable. Okay,
3: well, even if it was, so okay, okay, so. All right, uh, wins nineteen. ERA 3.98, uh, too high, Marty. Whip 1.21, strikeouts 201. Okay.
1: 21 and eight,
0: <laughs> a 278 ERA.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll say a, a 115 whip and 211 strikeouts. David, you know, all of these pitchers are less than
1: 50% owned in
0: ESPN. It doesn't right? matter. You're bragging like crazy. So we're good.
1: 22-7. and seven. Oh, so I was on one win off Okay. Wow. I, I was better than expected. A 3.51 ERA. I, so I said 3-5, right? I, I was, 1. I, point do three I know you or do seven, I know you? 1.27 whip okay, and 190 was... strikeouts. 5.5 Ks per outing. I picked 21 teams to stream against. Used no pitcher more than twice. The team I picked most was the Royals against six the Tigers against four, and nobody more than twice.
0: Oh, that's good.
2: It's pretty good. It's, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, SP Streamer might be out of a job.
2: Nah, nah. SP Streamer caters to a deeper audience than the ESPN. <laughs> yeah. <that's been>
0: <laughs> that is that is very true. The ESPN oh, 50% own pool is very, like, very deep.
1: But when you need somebody to stream and you're that's playing true. your brother in a 12-team Who are you going to call... You call me, and I tell
2: yeah. you what to do to beat your brother in a matchup. No, that's 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 remarkable. I I twenty two and seven is is strong. That's strong. That's that's Bob Welch, Cy Young year type stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I picked twenty one teams to stream
1: against in this time.
0: Oh. That's a good. You didn't just pick on the A's or something, which is good.
1: I only picked the A's
3: twice. I was gonna say that uh, Jose Brios has a three point five zero ERA with a one point one four WHIP. So, you're like, you know, you're you're a good Jose Brios, right? now. I will take that. Or you no, be bad. Dare I say a Justin Verlander, three point six zero ERA, one point two zero WHIP.
0: That's closer.
3: Ooh, little Jay Verlander. That's mm. not, I mean, you look at it that way. It's, you've done very well.
0: What's your guys' opinion? Uh, as Ray asked about Yuri Perez, we all think they're manipulating his innings, right? Because they're the fact that they're contending and they just don't want yeah. him to. Yeah.
3: Of course. Uh, yeah, they said this three months ago. You should have traded him.
0: Yeah, it, it, unfortunately, for redraft purposes, it's, it's not going to be worth holding on to. It, it,
3: it, I well, it, if
2: you're in a if you're in a, a playoffs league, you can hold on to him. True.
0: Yeah. Are, are you going to need that bench spot for? I mean, you're going to have to pro- like hold on to him, and I mean, skip starts. I mean, it's it's tough, man. If you're I, if, if you're
1: in you like have a deep benches, I think you stash him.
2: Yeah, if you have a deep. I would try to stash him if I could because he's going to be valuable later in the season. Because I think, I think of all the rookies, he's the best one. And, and think about this too.
1: Like we all thought Alec Manoa might not pitch again this year, right? Got rocked for 11 runs against 17 year olds. And then less than two weeks later, they brought him up. Like so many people dropped him in redraft. And obviously he's only had one good outing, but like everybody's probably assuming the worst and maybe they bring him back up in a month when they're fighting for a playoff spot
3: yeah we'll see um uncle it's the innings pitch though i mean it's like yeah. he's never even got close to wh- where he's at um 75 was, was the most he was doing yeah okay I, I yeah i mean Perez is gonna be tricky
0: uh if you have deep bench spots he's worth an ad but as uncle said even if he comes back this weekend like okay there if you look at the innings he's pitched this season like he's already a approaching where it's going to be a problem. I'm going to pull up his innings right now. Um, but the Marlins are going to make the playoffs as long as they don't completely fall
3: off. He's at 53.1 innings right now. Um, what did he most, throw last year? Uh, The most 22, 22, 22, what is it? 75 innings. Yep. So he's already I'm sorry 70, 77 just for, you know,
0: I mean, he's already two-thirds watching. Of, he's already two thirds of the way there. And if they also, if they make the playoffs, they're gonna want him to pitch in the playoffs. So just again, just keep in mind. Usually, the, the standard rule is fifty innings above what your previous one was. That's like kind of like a a safe benchmark that people put out there. So if you want to say that maybe he has one hundred and twenty innings, um, you know, they should do. They should put him as the closer for the regular season. You know, just have him pitch like the last three innings, seven, eight, nine. Not a bad idea. Puck's been awful. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see. But I'm glad the Marlins are relevant. Uh, yeah, I think that, Doc. We will hold off on your game because we actually filled this show pretty nicely. We thought we would have to fill in some content, but we, uh, we just did our thing. That's what happens when you ramble, David. Did I?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you guys are brutal.
0: <laughs> you know, all the stats information I gave at the beginning that I
3: spent a lot of time writing. I was gonna say that's very valuable because understanding the landscape in 2023 is extremely important because of the baseball, it changes so mo- mm-hmm. it's unlike any other fantasy sport where every year it could be completely different. It's actually embarrassing to be honest with you, that the game of baseball changes this much every six months. I don't know. It annoys me.
0: Yeah.
1: Martin it, just it, gave a sobering thought as me and David are poking fun at one another.
0: All right, well, let's wrap the podcast up (laughs) on that. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, please make sure you guys on YouTube subscribe to the channel, like the video, hit the notification bell so you never miss when we go live on Thursday nights. If you guys are on the podcast version, you guys know that you can listen to us and give us five stars on Apple or Spotify. Leave a review. It's greatly appreciated if you are, again, tuning in every single week. Next week, we'll be back with the normal layout of content when we have games to talk about. And, uh, hopefully we'll see some great stuff coming in the baseball second half, but for Marty party for a little cheesecake for doc, I'm D Mendy. We're gonna make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns. Talk to you guys next week.